Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballon in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I just want to title my message as An Imperfect Man Following a Perfect God. We'd like to talk uh, from the life of Abraham. An Imperfect Man Following a Perfect God. You know, I believe that God has called each and every one of us. God has called, not called us because we are perfect in our lives. God has called us because we, God believes that he can work in our lives so that he can make the imperfect into perfect at some point of time. You know, some of us may be made perfect on our life journey when we live on this earth. Some of us may be made perfect, maybe at the end of our life on this earth. And some of us, most of us, will never be made perfect until we leave this earth. And we can see our perfection only when we go to the presence of God. And this morning, let's focus our attention to talk about the life of Abraham and how imperfect he was and how God expected him to follow because God is perfect. I just want to you know, do a quick comparison between perfect versus imperfect. Our God is a perfect God. Scripture talks about it. It says, as for God, his ways are perfect. His way is always perfect. If God has a plan in your life, you know, it's not that he has done a mistake. He has a perfect plan in our lives. But most of the time, we don't align our lives into the plan of God, you know, that's why the God's plan may not happen in our lives. It is also true, God speaks to us prophetically so many things. And at times, things may not happen accordingly what God spoke to us. It doesn't mean that God lies. It means that God is perfect. God tells the truth. God told the truth. But most of the time, the prophecy comes with a condition. And if we do not obey, if we do not equip ourselves to receive that blessing in our lives, we don't see the prophecy coming true in our lives. Scripture also says the law of the Lord is perfect. The law of the Lord is perfect. Word of God is perfect. It is an inherent, infallible word of God. And there is no mistake in the word of God. Word of God also says he is a rock. His work is perfect. God is a rock. And his work is perfect. What God does, he does it perfectly. That's why we see in the beginning of Genesis, we see God performed this work in a very perfect way during, during those six days. And the seventh day he was addressed. God performed his work in very perfect, because that's the reason scripture also says at the end of his creation, he found everything was good. Everything is good. God's ways are perfect. His laws are perfect. And his works are perfect. And think about our lives, how imperfect you are and I am. You know, we are not perfect at all, but God is perfect. We are flawful, we are flawed, but God is flawless. God does not have any flaw in him, but we are having imperfections in our lives. Just want all of you to take a minute, take a moment to think about the, the, the kind of imperfections we have seen in our lives or we still see in our lives. Maybe just think about one or two. We don't need to tell that, but just think about it. How imperfect we are. How imperfect we are. 
Scripture says in Psalm 138 verse 8. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. The Lord will perfect which concerns me. That means when we allow our lives to be worked by God, He is willing to perfect us. You know, that's the reason there are areas in our lives that we are not able to come out of it. We struggle through. But when we ask the help of God, God is right there to help us. Because scripture says God will, imp God will perfect that concerns me. Scripture also says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9, My strength is made perfect in your weaknesses. In our weaknesses, God's strength is made perfect. What does it mean to say God's strength is perfect? When we call upon his name, when we say to God, Lord, I am weak and God is right there to strengthen us. God is right there. And when he gives his strength to us, that strength is perfect. So we are talking about a God who is perfect and we also talk about, a, about human who is imperfect. Let's, let's focus our, life, our attention this morning into that precious life of Abraham. Abraham was a man of faith. There is no doubt about it. Now I just want to highlight some of those, uh, the, the, some of those uh, you know, reasons why I say Abraham is a man of faith. When God asked him to get out of his country, scripture says without any question, without any confusion in his mind, Abraham got out of this nation and he got out of his family and scripture says very precisely three things. He got out of his country, he got out of his family and also he got out of his father's house. When Abraham got out of his nation, he was 75, scripture says. Think about a man who lived in that nation for 75 long years. Think about a man who lived in that house along with his parents for 75 long years. Now God is telling him, you get out of your country. And you know, look at his faith. He's a man of faith. He just got out of his nation without asking any question to God. That's what scripture says. The moment God said to him to get out of his nation, he got out of his nation. When God asked him that I will make you a great nation, scripture says he believed in God. He believed in the word of God. That was considered as righteous unto him. He considered, he, he believed in God. He was very sure that God will multiply. Even though he did not have a baby at that point of time. But he believed in God. He is a man of faith. When God told him to offer up his only son Isaac. Scripture says he went, he went so far to raise his knife over that child. He went thus far. To raise his knife over the child to kill him. You know, he was such a great man of faith. I just want you to think about Abraham and his faith level. You know, we cannot compare our lives to Abraham at all. You know, when we have small sickness, we become so dull. We become so dull. You know, but man of God, Abraham, was even ready to offer up his only son, Isaac. He was such a man of God, man of faith. That doesn't mean that he did not have any struggle when he lived on this earth. Abraham had quite a lot of struggles. What are those struggles that Abraham faced as challenges in his life? He had a struggle to leave his father's house suddenly as I said. He was struggling to leave his father's house because that was the place he lived. That was the place he belonged to. And it was a struggle for him to get out of his father's house. What about famine? When he, moment he came out, he walked towards Canaan. When he reached Canaan, scripture says, there was a great famine. There was no food to eat. There was no water to drink. Struggles in his life. He fled to Egypt. 
he fled to Egypt the moment he realized that there is famine. And when he went to Egypt, there was struggle because of Sarah, Sarai. Scripture says Sarai was beautiful. And when he took Sarah into Egypt, even he had to handle, otherwise Pharaoh, the people of Egypt, they are going to take Sarah. He, he had trouble. There came a conflict between Abraham with his nephew, Lot. You know how close they were living in the same house, probably. Now they listened to God and they came out of their nation and they just walked the way that God led them. And there came a struggle. There came a conflict between Abraham's headsmen and Lot's headsmen. And they decided probably it's a good time that we separate. There was separation in their lives, in the life of Abraham. And Abraham was childless until the age of 99. Even though God promised him at the age of 75, telling him that you need to get out of your nation and go into the nation where I show you and I will multiply your descendants. He believed and he went, but then he was not having child until the age of 99. Struggles and challenges. And when he got a child, the same God who promised the child is asking him to go and sacrifice his child. What a struggle it is. A life of faith comes along with struggles. God wants us to be faithful. God wants us to depend on him. Not when everything is going well. God wants us to depend on him when things are not going well. Abraham was doing that perfectly. Now I just want to talk about, even though he was, we think that he is a perfect man, I just want to talk about the imperfections that we see in the life of Abraham. You know, you may have a question. Why do we need to think about that negative things in his life? Why don't we just think about the positive things? It will be good to talk about those positive things in his life. Probably that may encourage. But even I thought so. But then I thought, I realized, it is better to learn about those negative, those failures of Abraham, so that we are aware of today, how do we conduct our Christian life? We know that today, what, to, what God expects in our lives. Let's go ahead. Next slide. Let's talk about Abraham's failures. When Abraham was in Canaan, I said there came famine. Abraham was so afraid of the famine. When God called him to get out of his nation, he got out of his nation. But now he is so fearful about the famine. He was so afraid. Probably he may not get food. He went down to Egypt. There is no evidence in the scripture that God spoke to him to go to Egypt. He went down to Egypt. Number one, fear of famine. Number two, Abraham was having fear of death in his life. That's the reason he introduced Sarai to Pharaoh as his sister. He was not willing to tell that his, his Sarai is his wife. He brought Sarai into the presence of Pharaoh and he told Pharaoh that she is my sister. Fear of death. A man of God who was willing to do everything for God, who was obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit. And now we see death, fear of death gripping his life. And Abraham told, if I don't introduce you as my sister, probably Pharaoh is going to take you as his wife and he was going to kill me. He's going to kill me. Fear of death. Number three, fear of future. Or I would say it's a lack of faith. Disbelieving or unbelieving God. Fear of future. Because of that, when Sarai suggested to have Hagar as his wife, he accepted he accepted Hagar as his wife because he had a doubt in, my mind, in his mind. 
Probably, if I do not give birth to Hagar, probably the God's promise will not be fulfilled. A wrong calculation there. Man's voice, human voice, he heard and he obeyed. Three fears of Abraham, fear of famine, fear of death, fear of future and lack of faith in God. Think about a man, he was willing to sacrifice his own son. He was willing to kill his own son in front of his own eyes. Now he is gripped with fear of death. Fear of death. Failures. Failures. We are talking about how imperfect you and I are. How imperfect. This morning I just want you know, to think about some of those moments you failed yourself. I hope it sounds familiar to us. Failures. Just want you to think about those moments. Those moments of failure in your life. Those moments of great embarrassment in your life. I'm sure you'll be able to think. I was just, you know, something which came in my mind this morning. When I was uh, maybe at the age of uh, six or seven or eight, maybe. We were traveling. My mom joined me at that time. So until that point of time, I was with my grandparents. So that time when my mom joined us and then we were traveling somewhere. We were in the bus station and the bus was just getting ready to leave. And we were just sitting at the behind the driver's seat. You know, those the buses in India. So we, we can sit very close to the driver. We were just sitting behind the driver's seat. And uh, I wanted to ask something to the driver that when the bus starts, maybe. I don't remember what exactly I asked. So I just called him, just tapped him, and then called him. You know, I was a young boy. I tapped him and just called him. And that man, he was in a different mood. And he just turned back and he just yelled at me like anything. You know, that I, just, I just think about it. Failure and then a great embarrassment. And I, just, I was crying all along my travel that day. And my mom taught me a lesson. Do not touch anybody. <laughs> if you want to ask, just ask. A great lesson. Do not touch anybody. Right? I mean, just, you know, I want you to think about those moments of failures. In our performances. Something happened in front of our super races. It happened, they just were watching us. Failure. You know, we were just brought into a situation where we failed miserably in front of others. Some of those sins that are still in our lives that bring shame at times. At times when we think about Lord, why? Why am I allowing myself to into it? That sorrow that is so deep in our hearts. At times we fail to achieve our goals. How imperfection, how imperfect we are. The blunders that we make at times in front of people and they just laugh at us. And the guilt and the remorse that we carry in our lives because of such things in our lives. Abraham was a man like you and me. Fear of famine. Just want to read from Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. Genesis 12, verse 10. Scripture says, Now there was a famine in the land, and Abraham went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. There was a famine in the land. Abraham went down to Egypt to dwell there for the famine was so severe. There is no indication that God instructed Abraham to go to Egypt. Just listen to me. 
There is no indication there at all. It's in the same sentence it says that there was a famine and Abraham went down to Egypt to dwell there. There is no indication that God wanted him to go to Egypt. We are talking about the fear of famine that Abraham had. So Abraham was full of fear. He was not sure how he will be fed in times of famine. He was not sure how they are going to survive. He believed God and he got out of his nation. But now he is in a situation where he is not able to believe God. That God will take care of him. He was not trusting God. You know, I thought another way. If God, Abraham would have decided to stay there. I am sure God would have fed him. God would have provided him. But Abraham was not willing to stay there. He was just there, right there. He just went into Egypt. He was not trusting God. He came out of his own place. When he moved out of Haran, you know, he was not listening to his parents. He just listened to God. He was, not just, he was just waiting there to listen to God and he obeyed God. But now, think about in his life, same man. After a few days, he was not willing to listen to God at all. He was not just there praying to God, Lord, there is a great famine, Lord, what do you want me to do? He was not willing to God, not willing to listen to God. How imperfect we are. We do that. At times we, we are so high in our spiritual lives. But then there are at times that we are so low in our spiritual lives. And it is not good to continue to remain in that lower level in our spiritual lives because that is the time the enemy attacks us. When our faith is so low, that's the time the enemy attacks. Here, Abraham is not listening to God. Where is Abraham's faith? I wondered. Probably Abraham took one step forward and now he's taking two steps backward. One step he took forward, listening to God and came out of his own place. But now he is taking two steps backward to get into Egypt. Fear of famine. Let's talk about fear of death. Let's read again from Genesis chapter 12 verse 11. Listen to these beautiful scriptures. It's very interesting. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt that he said to Sarai, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you that they will say, this is his wife and they will kill me and they will let you leave. Please say you are my sister that it may be well with me for your sake and that I may live because of you. So it was when Abraham came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman that she was very beautiful the princess of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abraham well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Now here we see Abraham's fear of death. Abraham was in great risk of losing the promise of God. 
Forget about losing his wife. Just want you to take your attention back here to say that Abraham was in a great risk. He was Abraham at that time. Abraham was in a great risk of losing the promised child there. If Abraham would have allowed introduced her as his wife, he was worried about God, you know, Pharaoh killing Abraham. He couldn't believe in God, that God may protect him. But instead, he went in the other way of introducing her as his sister. In fact, it is not total lie, it is half true. I mean, half true is half lie, right? Half true is half lie, it is half true because Sarai was Abraham's sister. Sarai was, another scripture says, Sarai was the daughter of Abraham, but not, sorry, daughter of Abraham's father, Terah, but not his wife. Sarai was the daughter of Abraham's father, but not the daughter of Abraham's mother. Right? So she was half-sister. Half-sister. That is true. But then, more than that, Sarai was Abraham's wife. And now he is telling off lie there, and then he is getting into trouble. We are talking about the man of faith. And in Egypt, in those days, there was no divorce. You know, only the death can separate people. And also man can be killed for his wife. If somebody decides to take his wife, the man can be killed. That's the reason Abraham was afraid of. And he eventually he told the off lie. So Abraham was afraid of his safety, his life. And verses 12 and 13 as we read, he was saying that, let me be protected. And he put it very nicely saying that, it may be for your sake that I may not be killed. You know, I may not be killed for your sake, so please introduce yourself as my sister. Where is his faith? I believe if Abraham would have believed God and introduced her as, a, you know, anyway, the first mistake has happened already. But now, if you would have introduced Sarai as his wife, God would have protected Abraham. Where is his faith? We are talking about an imperfection man who falters at times, who falters at times. And he also did not believe God's promise. God has promised that he will bring his descendants through Sarai. And where is the question of Abraham getting killed and Pharaoh taking Sarai as his wife? Where is that question? Where that came from? Abraham could not believe in God for that. Abraham's fear of death was so heavy in his life. Let's read again verse 18 and 19. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is this you have done to me? An ungodly Pharaoh is more honest than a godly Abraham. An ungodly Pharaoh is more honest than godly Abraham. So he called because God allowed plague. You know, God was merciful. He allowed plague in the house of Pharaoh and Pharaoh realized that something done, he has done is wrong. And he called this man. Why did you do this? You are a godly man, Abraham. Come on, Abraham. Why did you do this? I heard that you have great faith in God. But you know what? Now you are messing up everything. Why did you introduce Sarai as your sister? You could have told me that he is your wife. You know, an ungodly man is teaching a godly man. Have you come across that situation in your life? Have you come across any time in your life? You as a man of God, standing in front of somebody who doesn't believe in Christ. And you eventually hear from them saying that. Probably this is what you should have done. Don't you believe in God? Don't you believe in your God? You go to church. Don't you believe in your God? This is what you should have done. 
An ungodly man teaching a godly man here. For a moment, Abraham forgot the promise of God and his covenant. Here we see one sin leading into the other sin. One sin, he decided himself to get into Egypt. And now here we see he told a lie and he's getting into trouble. You know, this is what happens when we go away from the will of God. When we fail to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, this is what will happen. The third thing, the fear of future. Let's turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 16. I just want to read verses 1 through 6. Genesis 16 verses 1 through 6. Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children. And he said, he, and she had an Egyptian maidservant. Where she came from? Egyptian maidservant. Because of the first mistake. He chose to go to Egypt. Now, how he got the servant there? He became wealthy. Why? Because Pharaoh sent all that he had along with him. And he made him wealthy. And now, getting into third trouble. Egyptian maidservant. So Sarai said to Abraham, See, now the Lord has restrained me from bearing child, children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarai. Then Sarai, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, Abraham, to be his wife. After Abraham had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan, Abraham was 75 and he moved out. Now 10 years he dwelt in the land of Canaan. Now he has become 85 and Sarai becomes 75. So he went to Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised, despised in her eyes. Then Sarai said to Abraham, my wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between you and me. So Abraham said to Sarai, indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. You know, only those who listen to God's voice, or once upon a time, he listened to the voice of God, voice of the Holy Spirit. But now, he started listening to human voices. And who is that human there? Sarai. Sarai. You know, we see a parallel with what happened in the Garden of Eden. But I'm not here to tell you that, you know, don't listen to your wife. You know, most of the time you need to listen to your wife because they pray more. <clears throat> right? They drop their tears for you more. So, but now, Abraham is in trouble. But why he is in trouble? Because God spoke to Abraham, not to Sarai. God spoke to Abraham telling him that I will multiply you, not to Sarai. He has the promise. He made a covenant with God, not Sarai. But now, a message is coming through Sarai. And Sarai is telling him to sin. Abraham, listen, heed it. The voice of Sarai there. The third mistake he did. He was afraid of his future. He was doubting the promise of God. God was very clear that it is going to, your seed is going to come through Sarai. But now he is doubting God. And he is just you know, following an alternate path. And that he is getting into trouble. That shows he is fearful of future. And verse 6 says, so Abraham said to Sarai, indeed, your maid is in your hand. Now, when she got conceived, she takes that preposition, right? 
because she's a man who is carrying a baby. Now everybody should help her. We don't allow her to bend any, lift any weights. Now Abraham should help her and Sarah should help. Everybody should take care of Hagar because she's with a baby. And now Sarah couldn't handle it. Sarah came and complained to Abraham. It's my mistake that I allowed that to happen. But now Sarah, Abraham, see what he says. Abraham said to Sarah, indeed your maid is in your hands. He, you know, gave her to Sarah. Now do whatever you want. Do as you please. And now Sarah started to become so harsh on Hagar. You know, see one sin is leading into another. One mistake is leading into another. All because of the failure of Abraham. Failure of Abraham. And eventually what is the consequence of his failure? There are three things happened there. And it's still happening today. First of all, there was a hatred between Sarai and Hagar. And eventually Hagar had to flee from that house. There was a conflict between or hatred between Sarah and Hagar. And that, that hatred continued. There was hatred between Isaac and Ishmael. They did not like each other. They were away. They were, you know, even they were just mocked. Isaac was even mocked by Ishmael in front of people. And you know, they were just set apart. They were away. And eventually they were all joining. They both were joining together when they came to bury Abraham. They were just separated. Because they did not go well together. Isaac and Ishmael. What about today? The hatred continued even today. Generation after generation. And even today there is hatred among the descendants of Isaac. And among the descendants of Ishmael. It's all because of failure of one man. Who used to listen to God. But at times who was not also listening to God. And that brought the great tragedy today to the church. Today to the Christianity. We are talking about how imperfect a man who was found perfect in the sight of God. And same thing is applicable to you and me. We are imperfect. We are imperfect. God is still working in our lives to make us little more perfect. Little more perfect. And he assumes, he expects that one day. We will be made perfect. We will be able to go to heaven. And sit with the perfect God. And that's what is God is working in our lives. Finally, let's talk about some of the practical applications before we close. There are a couple of them. I was just thinking about them, listing them together. In our difficult times, we need to trust in God. Not to find our own ways. Abraham's difficult time was the days of famine. But he found his own way out. It's a lesson to you and me today. When there are difficult times, when we go through tough times in our lives, it is important that we trust more in God. Let's not find alternate ways. At times, or in all ways, doing God's will is important. Wherever we go, wherever we live, doesn't matter it was in Haran or in Canaan or in Egypt, doesn't matter. God's will is important. We need to listen to God. We need to listen to God before we do anything. Let that be in our marriage. Let that be maybe in our job. Let that be in the place where we want to live. Let that be one of the kind of fellowship that we want to have with. Let that be the church that we want to go. God expects us to do his will in our lives. It also tells us Abraham's life. You know, never try to you know, protect ourselves. That's very, very important. Here we see Abraham was protecting himself. He was saying that I may be killed. 
just protect, make sure that I'm good. And he was just introducing Sarah as his sister. And this, she was taken by Pharaoh. Even otherwise, if he would have introduced him, her as wife, I 100% believe she would not have been taken by Pharaoh because God is there. God will honor that little faith. But then Abraham failed. That's the reason she was taken by Pharaoh. Think for a moment. If Pharaoh would have treated her, Sarai, as his wife on that day, what would have happened to God's promise? God's promise in jeopardy. God's promise would not have been accomplished. How critical we are in at times as children of God to take the right decision in our lives. And at times, let's not protect ourselves and give, you know, and make others unsafe. Maybe within our family, maybe within our church, within our community, God expects us to take care of everybody. Next lesson, maybe God wants us to be truthful in Canaan as well as in Egypt. He believed God and he came into Canaan and he was dwelling there according to the promise of God, according to the voice of the Holy Spirit. But now when he went into Egypt, he did everything what a worldly people probably will do. God expects us to be truthful, not just inside the church, but also in the world. Is it not a lesson that we learn today? Let's go further. Another lesson maybe we can't make God to work in our own way. Sarah was trying that. Probably, you know, I, I'm not able to deliver a baby. I'm not able to bear, bear a baby. But then probably, it can be done through Hagar. Sarah and Abraham came to an understanding there. Probably God's you know, promise may be accomplished through Hagar. You know, we can't make God to change his mind. We can't, you know, alter God's plan in our lives. And that may not be good. You know, that's the reason we say that just do not ask that, Lord, I need. You need to provide me, Lord. I, this is a must, Lord. Without her or without him, I can never leave, Lord. Do not ask that to God. Just give it to God's will. If we pressure God, God may do it. But then that may not be a blessing for us. So instead, we need to wait for God. We cannot make God to work on our way. But instead, we need to wait for God's, God to move, God to work. We need to wait for God's timing. Abraham would have told Sarai, just come on, wait. It is God who spoke to me. Probably you did not listen to God. I listened to God. It is a covenant made between me and God, not between you and God. It is time that you need to listen to me, Sarai. Once in a while, at least listen to me now. Better listen to me. Right? Just listen to me now. It's not time, God's time yet. It's not God's time yet. We are just jumping ahead of God's time and we are getting into trouble. But this man of God who was the father of faith, he failed to tell that. How imperfect he was as we are today. Our ability, our inability doesn't matter to God. What matters is, are we trusting in God for that? Our age or our skills doesn't matter for God to move. God expects us to trust in him. You know, sometimes our hasty decisions affect even our generations. Abraham and Sarai, they were just hastily coming to a decision of getting Hagar into his life. And that affected his generation, generation after generation. And all the descendants 
of Isaac today are affected. But finally, our God is a God who doesn't really look for great things, but he looks for little, little things. Finally, God honored Abraham. And we all know that. Abraham was just an ordinary man like you and me. He was an imperfect man like you and me. But in, irrespective of all his failures, irrespective of all his negative things that happened in his life, irrespective of all his own decisions, own ways that he adopted, God made Abraham to trust in him for that seed. And that happened. That happened. And until that happened, God followed him very carefully. God followed him very carefully. And eventually God honored Abraham. Let's read some of the scriptures before we close. Romans 4. We see the honor that God set upon Abraham. Romans chapter 4 verses 19 through 22. Romans chapter 4 verse 19. Scripture says, And not being weak in faith, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's, Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith giving glory to God. See, look at the way God is dealing with an imperfect being like you and me. We talk about his imperfection, but God does not talk about his imperfection there. God, in fact, he says there, he did not waver at the promise of God. And we know the troubles that he faced, but God says he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strengthened in faith. And 22, 21, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he will also be able to perform. And therefore, it was according to him for righteousness. God honors this man. Irrespective of his failures. Let's read the writer of Hebrews as he says in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Verses 8 and 17. Verse 8 says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. This man is honored by God. God brought him into the, into the faith hall of fame. And he is one among the many who are honored for their faith in God. Verse 17, by faith Abraham, when he was tested, he offered up Isaac. And he who, laid, he who, had, who had received the promises of offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. He was considered as a man of faith. Probably, I guess, God would have brought a couple of more faith, you know, a listing of his faith into this Hebrews chapter 11, but God could not do it, probably because of his failures there. Those areas, if he would have stood, stand, if he would have, you know, uh, stood firm for God, God would have brought those accounts into this listing. But we thank God, we have a God who honors the little faith. You know, sometimes we get frustrated on our flaws. 
Sometimes, you know, we get frustrated on our deficiencies, our inabilities. At times, we feel that we are messing up everywhere. But the good news is that God honors our little perfection. We may not be wholly, wholly, fully perfect, but we may be imperfect in many different ways. But this morning, the good news is God honors that little perfectness that we have within our, our lives. So we are imperfect, but God honors the little faith that Abraham had. The little commitment that Abraham had. And you know what today? It's the same God. He's the same God. The little commitment that you have, God honors that. The little, the, the little, you know, sufferings that you allow your life to go through, God honors that. The little patience that you have in your life, waiting for God's time, God honors that. The little talents and abilities that you have today, God honors that. You know, otherwise Abraham would not have been listed here, but God considered, God honored that faith that he had in God. The little things are honored by our God. And this morning we talked about a man who was imperfect, Dealing with the God, with God who is perfect. And same as we do today. We are imperfect in our lives. But we are called to walk and follow a God who is perfect. And thank God, he is still considering us as his children. We are not abandoned. We are still his children. We are still the sheep of his flock. We thank God for that. Let's close our eyes this morning. This morning we spend a while understanding how imperfect we are. If that was Abraham, how true it is that you and I today are imperfect in the sight of God and sight of people. People expect perfection in our lives. But we are not able to because we are human. We try, not that we don't want to, but we try. We try to be perfect. We try to be perfect. But as I said, it may be a lifelong process. But this morning, one thing that is true is God does not at times look at our imperfection, but God looks at the little commitment that you have, the little faith that you have that makes you, that helps you to stand and follow God. And God honors that. God honors that. Precious Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for considering sinners and imperfect people not like me and like all of us those who are here thank you Lord for Lord finding us Lord at times Lord we fail we fail I fail and all of us fail Lord at times Lord we are sorrowful in our hearts because of our failures at times even we carry guilt in our lives because of our failures but Lord we try all that you are looking in our hearts. Is, is he trying? Is he putting some effort? Is he improving? Is he saying no to those old sins in his life? Is he trying pressing forward as Paul says? I am pressing forward towards the port call. Are we pressing forward this morning? That's what God is interested in. Abraham was pressing forward. He knew that he messed up. You know how much he would have cried for doing that with the Hagar. How much he would have cried by bringing, for bringing Ishmael. But he knew very well the one who promised is faithful. That made him to press forward. And he was pressing forward and eventually he achieved it. 
God's promise was fulfilled in his life. The covenant made true in his life. And that's what God expects in you and me. Not to get frustrated and worried about our shortcomings. But God is expecting you. Are we able to? Are we struggling? Are we still planning to come out of it? Are we still trying to listen to the voice of God? Are we trying to make your own decision and move forward? That's what God is expecting in you. God is expecting. Are you still waiting on the feet of God? In the feet of God? Listening to God. Lord, what is the next step? What is the next move? Father, this morning. Father, this morning we are imperfect, Lord. At times. But God, we serve a God who is perfect. We serve a God who is perfect, Lord. That is our strength today. That is our joy today. That is our pleasure today. Your words are perfect, Lord. Your law is perfect. Your ways are perfect. And your works are perfect. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Help us, Lord, to follow you. Continue to, Lord God, be found in your presence. Send all of us with your peace. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.